Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Hi, I'm Caroline Stephen, financial journalist. Want to become a money magnet? Well, Rich Narble, NLP life coach and author, joins us on the show today to discuss the definition of true wealth. Wealth is what you're left with when all your money has gone. And Rick talks about the mindset of the wealthy, the role of education and the energy of money and how you can invite its friends to play. We also have Louise Bedford, Alcatraz is one of the world's most notorious prisons and hardly a place where you think you'd find trading inspiration. But Louise managed to do so when she visited The Rock and she met one of its former inmates. We hear Louise's insights in mind power. And it is all about the trump card in the markets at the moment. And first up, we hear Chris Tate for a wrap of what's going on around the world for the week ending the 3rd of March. And we also hear how interest rates could be akin to boiling a frog. Chris Tate, hello and welcome. Hi, Caroline. It's all about the Trump card at the moment. How did the US markets close last week? Oh, dear God, he's still there, isn't he? It's quite remarkable. Well, the thing that's interesting about markets post the US election in very, very early November is simply that they're all up. Dow's up, what, 14%, Nikkei's up 15 we're up about 10 which is a bit ordinary. Uh, European markets up around the 14% mark. But the message from this is quite simple. If you are neutral or short indices in short and midterm over the past eight, 11 weeks, you're completely wrong and you get everything you deserve. <laughs> so the FTSE has broken out to all-time highs. Eurostock yes. is trending. Whole of Europe's trending. They're all trending very, very strongly. And I'm not certain whether... I, I don't think this is something that was unexpected by people. I don't think anyone expected anything. It's just... It's remarkable, the resilience. And, of course, the Dow's punched through 21,000. Now, whether it holds there or not, anyone's guess. Okay, so... Interest rates look set to rise, 80% chance with the Fed meeting on the 17th. What's your thoughts on it? Look, I actually think one of the things that is intriguing about interest rates is that it seems as if we now exist in a new paradigm. And the new paradigm has been an extended period of very, very low interest rates. So to be honest, I'm uncertain as to what these slight ratchetings will do. I wonder whether it'll be a little bit like the old analogy of how you boil a frog. If you just throw a frog in boiling water, it'll jump out. But if you slowly raise the temperature, you'll cook it. 
And I wonder whether that will happen with traders, where one day we will wake up one day and go, shit, interest rates have doubled, which will probably be the response of most property investors. But I wonder whether it will be that very, very slow burn and it won't have much of an impact initially, either on the markets or currencies at all. We'll get slight perturbations, but at this stage, I really don't know. Let's look at the Australian market then. How did that look last week? We've been vaguely positive, but the issue we have at present and we've had for the past few weeks is we're stuck between about 5,600, 58,25. Very, very good for range trading. Very, very good for short-term traders who can capture a few hundred points on either side. Not so good for those who are waiting for a breakout to the upside because it just doesn't, at, at present, it just doesn't seem to have the impetus to do that. But at present, it doesn't seem to want to do that. And part of the problem is, is that whilst precious metals were looking really good and were giving special situation trades, particularly gold and silver, because silver has been really quite, look, I won't say dynamic, but I will say steady for the past two and a half months. But it got belted late last week. So too did gold. And that undermines these special situations that were popping up locally because it's the special situations that were keeping equities trading ticking along. And that seems to have had the kibosh put on it in the very short term, which is a bugger. <laughs> so what is moving? What opportunities are you looking at? My short and midterm systems have actually just fired off as being short gold and silver, which has been enacted today. Other than that, there has last week and late last week, there was a bounce in the euro. And that, and that bounce has occurred against most of the cross rates. To date, it's not enough to trigger off my midterm systems. Not yet. But it's only one or two sessions away from doing that. So they're the things I'm actually looking at. I had been long, I'm still long the Dow, but that position is starting to drift back towards my first line panic stop. Had been long the Hang Seng, but both Hang Seng and Nikai have run smack into resistance and then drop their bundle completely. So at present, my system seems to be going through a reset phase where it looks like it's trying to pivot into a different direction. Advice to traders in the next coming weeks. And this is a conversation we touched on the other day, and this is because I had a converse, same conversation with someone the other day who's missed out on the rally in the Dow. Don't trade your feelings because your feelings about who is in the White House are completely irrelevant to making money totally and absolutely irrelevant. And that, that extends to everything. You have to trade what you see, not what you feel. Chris Tate, thanks for your time. Thanks, Caroline. I've just released my Trading Psychology Masterclass. One year of weekly videos designed to get you into the best trading shape of your life. Go to tradinggame.com.au for details. My exclusive special offer expires on April 1st. Go to tradinggame.com.au. Alcatraz, San Francisco's most notorious prison. Also called The Rock, 
It housed some of the most difficult and dangerous of felons in the USA, including Al Scarface Capone. Louise Bedford recently visited the prison. Here are her trading words of advice from The Rock. While I was recently in San Francisco, I got the opportunity to go across to Alcatraz. Now, for those of you that don't know, Alcatraz is an incredibly well-preserved prison. It was used for the baddest of the criminals, people who had defied the law while inside another prison were sent to Alcatraz. Now, while I was there, I met one of the people who was an inmate at Alcatraz back in the day. His name was William Baker. I got the chance to talk with him and also to read his book. Now, I wanted to highlight some of the themes that I found that went through this book because it was so interesting to me that this gentleman who had spent over half of his life in prison had some specific attitudes that meant that unless he changes those attitudes, he will be trapped in a prison of his own making. He'll be trapped in his mind. The book I read, you don't really have to read this. It's certainly worthwhile having a look at a little interview on YouTube if you like, but it's Alcatraz Inmate Number 1259. Now, our lovely Alcatraz inmate, William Baker, was sent to Alcatraz when he was in his early 20s. Now, sure, to begin with, it seemed that I had a bit of sympathy for him. He was a young man and he was trapped and he was in with some extremely hardened criminals. But as I read through the book, it became clear that William Baker had some very different attitudes compared to that of a success mindset. Firstly, he became like those he associated with. He associated with hardened criminals and he became one of the worst types of criminal. We become like those we associate with. William Baker's associates taught him how to get better at their chosen professions, which is, of course, being criminals. And that's not what we need to do. Hang around with people who can bring you forward, who can get you to expand your boundaries, to expand what you believe you're capable of doing. That's lesson number one. Lesson number two is accepting personal responsibility. All the way through the book, this beautiful old gentleman, because he's 83 years old now, was talking about how I managed to end up in Alcatraz, how this happened to me, how that happened to me, but he did not take personal responsibility. I kept waiting for him to come up with some sort of epiphany to say, this is what I did wrong and this is how I will correct my actions. But he never did. So lesson number two, in order to become a success, is to accept personal responsibility. And lesson number three that I believe I received from William Baker was to learn from your mistakes. If you're doing the same thing that you've always done and you're getting the same results, you probably need to make a change. If you've been learning from people who don't have the rungs on the board in the share market, how can you possibly achieve? If you've been separating yourself out from people who have care in their heart for you in order to be able to help you become a success in the markets, no wonder you haven't succeeded. Isn't it time you stopped fighting the system? 
Isn't it time you stopped trying to write your own book about how to succeed in the markets? Surely it's easier to follow in somebody's footsteps. Somebody who cares, somebody who has the longevity and the systems that it takes to be a success. I hope you got a lot out of these lessons from William Baker. You see, it's not always the positive role models that encourage us to move forward. Sometimes we need to move away from the negative, moving away from those types of attitudes. Those are the things that can really make you thrive. If you realise what you don't want to be like, then that brings you one step closer to living the trader's life. Rich Schnabel is a master NLP and life coach trainer. With over 10,000 hours of clinical and business coaching, he is known as Australia's number one brain untrainer. He is also the author of three books, The Secrets to Creating a Life Beyond Limits, The Power of Beliefs, and Raw, Courage from Fear to Fearless. Rick, what is your definition of wealth? Okay, um, a mentor of mine, Roger Hamilton, said many years ago, that wealth is what is left when all your money is gone. And I thought that was profound. I, I really agree with that in that when you take it to, let's say, the trading floor, you know, when we start thinking about doing trades, one thing that we build over time is we build our emotional muscle. You know, the moment we, we let our emotions take us away, you know, get carried away with, you know, getting high and getting low, you know, when we, when we do it wrong, when we do it right. Um, another one of my mentors said that it's really important to take the excitement out of investing, you know, because equally, we'll often make bad choices when we're really high as much as we'll make bad choices when we're really low. So it's really about keeping calm and, and, and from that perspective is I equally realized that I, um, I invested so much in happiness many years ago to the degree that these days I believe happiness is a myth that we're being sold. And it's not about being happy. It's about being calm. You know, you can maintain calm for months and months and years and years. But happiness, you've got to know the opposite of it in order to know it again. and But calm, you can just stay there. Now, if you can take calm to trading, you will find that it will be much easier to trade on a regular basis. You know, it's and, and going back to the meaning of wealth is what's left when all your money is gone, you know, if you lost all your money, you know, if you lost everything, what you would be left with was the ability that created the money in the first place. And so that just means you can do it again, do it again, and do it again, and do it again. Like, for example, imagine if Richard Branson lost everything. Imagine he, he lost everything. And he said, he said, Caroline, all I need is a million dollars. Just get me a million dollars and you'll be my 50% business partner in my next venture. How quickly would you get that million dollars together? You know, you'd be going, oh, yeah, because he is wealth. He, 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 he's not wealthy, he is wealth. What do you think wealthy and successful people have in common? Um, actually, first, can I tell you the illusion that I used to think it was before mm. I became wealthy myself is one thing that I realized is that I thought that wealthy people were greedy. I thought wealthy people took everything they possibly could. And, and, and what I discovered is that wealthy people really give it all they've got while poor people take everything they can. 
And, you know, what they are is they're very caring. They tend to listen. They tend to give. And they tend to contribute in every single way they can. You know, massively. But the illusion of the masses is that, you know, you basically, you find yourself in an environment that you just take, 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 take. But you look at every wealthy, every wealthy person that I've ever known gives, 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 gives. Why is being a millionaire a good thing for people to experience? I think everybody needs to experience being rich. Because the moment that you're rich is the moment that you've, you move out of that desperate position every decision that's made in fear is typically wrong you know so when you don't have fear anymore and you just really you start to learn why you're really here and why we're really here is to give the best that we possibly can from what is within us any great author has given the best that they possibly can to that book. Any great business person has given the best they can to that idea or that product or that service. Anyone who is a great investor, typically, you, you talk to great investors, they will easily tell you what is a good investment strategy. They will give, 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 give. How important is education in this process? I, I think education is highly, highly valuable in that, you know, we do have to relearn and retrain our brain and and learn how to actually get our thinking shifted to the point that we can start accepting more in our lives, you know, rather than rejecting. You know, however, on the same token, education without action is wrong. It's no good just learning, learning, learning. We need to learn, apply, learn, apply, learn, apply, learn, apply. It's like doing trades without money. Rick, one last question. How do we become a money magnet? How do we become a money magnet? Whoa. Become insatiably in love with the idea of growing our money and asking it to invite its friends to come too and play. (laughs) You know, the more we play with money, the more we create, the more we create opportunities for others. You know, it's an energy. You know, get get in love with the energy of money. You know, that's a good thing. Rick Schnabel, thanks for your time. You're welcome, buddy. And that is all we have for the show today, guys. Stay tuned next week for a personal trading quiz with Chris Tate as we prod his 30 years of experience in the markets. I'm Caroline Stephen. Have a great week. See you next time. You've been listening to TalkingTrading.com.au with Caroline Stephen. Make sure you are subscribed to this website to receive the very latest market views, commentary and expert opinion. Tune in next week as we've got a bumper show planned. Bye for now. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regard to your own situation.